0: your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app.
1: So today is the final big interview of our running series through the summer. Uh, Today I'm honoured to have Clinton Ford, the founder of Roots TV, on with me today. Uh, Clinton's going to talk through his involvement in grassroots football, uh, his show Roots TV and any advice to the grassroots community? Uh, he really is um, the inspiration behind me starting Selt Grassroots. Um, his videos and and the messages within are always uh, positive. They always have a positive spin. Uh, and he was the inspiration for me. So I'm honoured to to have Clinton on as, as a last guest uh, for this run before we get into the weekly review shows and, and all that within the Selt Grassroots Podcast Network. Uh, Clinton, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the positive words. Uh, I'm good, man. Just a bit tired from last night. Obviously, last night was the uh, London Cup final. Congratulations to the London All-Stars. Fantastic game. But, yeah, man, I'm just ready and ready to go for the season. New season like you probably are as well.
1: Yeah, very much, so. It's been a... um... It's been a big summer for us with the 50 podcasts in 50 days uh series um it was a lot of work and we've continued to put out content uh weekly multiple shows weekly i know you've been uh, very active uh, you've become more involved in some great videos i know you did a, a, a good um, blm video that i was involved in which i was honored to be asked to be involved in that that meant a lot and um you've also done some sort of politically uh slanted videos about pitch prices and all that stuff so i was really really um, happy to see you staying active during um, lockdown was that important to you
0: yeah very important i mean you know grassroots is more than what's on the pitch as you know, as you know like you know you just mentioned some videos there like you know that like across this period of time and, and across any period of time really yeah. is very important to me being a black person and I was was honored for you to be involved as well. I know you said you was honored, but I was honored for you to to say, yes, I'll do it. Um, So I really appreciate your support in that and, you know, support from other people as well. And then obviously pitch prices. I mean, I think we can all relate to that, brother. I mean, you know, we're all going to be feeling the this season. Um, I had such a big response to that, whether it be like on the page or direct messages, then, you know, I can relate to this. and, Disgrace, and I think I think I pitched at two hundred pounds. Like, there's people up north outside of London. Because we have got to remember that there's grassroots people outside London and across the world. And they're getting you know pitch prices higher than that, double the price. And you think this yourself, Holy, oh, if we're getting two hundred, they're getting quoted three hundred Forge Like, what's going on here? Yeah. So, I mean, we could run about that all day, but yeah, there's just so much stuff to cover. That's the reason why people like. Yourself and yourself and other people are so important because we need to highlight them as well and and you know get other people's opinions on board as well.
1: I think the the pitch prices one is is there's a question on our regular our regular shows with with the clubs and with people and we say uh, where do we need to improve and you know about twenty percent of people say referees and that's fine. Um, some mm-hmm. referees do need to improve, um, but overwhelmingly. Uh, it's pitch prices or pitch quality. And, you know, this economic downturn that we're about to go through, it, it by no means uh, looks likely that pitch prices are going to come down unless someone throws a lot of money at it, which they won't because it's not going to be there. Um, so it's a, it's a very big subject and a very big issue for grassroots football. Some teams are willing to pay the, the 350 quid to play on a, a lovely 3G pitch for two hours. Um, and that's the problem that some teams can afford it and some teams can't mm-hmm. so it's going to be the teams that can't that end up struggling or or um, or folding um, completely so it's a massive um, point and I was really happy for you to to bring that up it's something we highlight uh, most weeks and, and with the Black Lives Matter um, that was I mean that was it was a really touching um, video a really powerful video um, I must admit I was at first, I was slightly um, wary of, of, of go of being on it because, um, you know, as a white as a white guy, um, it is, you know, um, some some parts of, of some communities or both communities uh, will will uh, will say, you know, why why are you why are you getting involved? But it was important to me um, over the summer seeing so much uh, so much dive. Di- division and so much sort of arguing on um, social media that I felt I wanted to say my bit so uh, thank you again for that that was a massive deal for me and um, it took it took a fair bit of um, of courage for me to do it because I usually get criticized on social media um, regardless of, of what I do so thank you for inviting me onto that it, it, it was massive actually thank you so much no problem man
0: anytime man and uh listen. don't listen to people on social media because if we listen to the people on social media we wouldn't be doing the things that we're doing now man you know what I mean this is a time where we need to unite together that's true you know what I mean so
1: yeah so let's get into let's meet Clinton the man because sometimes maybe we see Clinton with his game face on on the videos and um, and all that stuff so when did you first become involved in grassroots football at, at any level
0: uh so this is probably be going back to when I first went to university at the age of, at a young age of nineteen. I think I started. Yeah, I um, did a level one course during the time because so I was studying for sports management. Okay. And um, yeah, that was my first case of kind of coaching grassroots, um, playing grassroots, Obviously, because he was younger than that, um, probably quite. Maybe 9-10, I wasn't any good. I had two left feet. i my life, going <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I, 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 I could have got in. I, I would have had a chance to ask or anything like that. Nah, nah I'm not there. I'll do that because I'm, I'm sure there'll be someone with a camera um, phone out there back in those days. Like, no, he wasn't. Let me see him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I've always loved the game from then, um, and then just you know played at my local team. You know, played down the park. You know illegally jumped into some pictures and played with mates yep. you know they can't catch you now <laughs> so I can say it now but um yeah that, that's my involvement from those sides of it but yeah mainly um, after university i decided to kind of go into the coaching route I only got my level one and started coaching down my local uh club and stuff like that given time off and all the rest of it I really took a shine to it um and then yeah just kind of progressing there took a bit of a step away um uh, about five years ago just to go into media. because uh, I just felt like m- my body was kind of telling me to go elsewhere because I, I was so tired just doing it all the time. I was doing that and swimming teaching as well yeah. at the same time. So imagine combining the two, football coaching and swimming teaching and doing whatever afterwards after that. So, yeah, then I went into media, um, did a degree in that. And then part of the light bulb moment, Combine the two. Like, there's not enough people talking about grassroots football in the media. Yes, BBC has died to pick and Stype, they couldn't dip out when they saw a good, juicy story, but yeah. who's, who's going to be that constant there for our, all throughout?
1: Yeah, about the um the BBC that when Robbie Savage you know basically claimed um getting grassroots football back for everybody I was just I was just cringing because um I thought hang on a minute you, you someone's written that letter someone else has done all of the communication he put his name on it like I don't I don't mind Robbie Savage he's not a particularly good pundit and he's you know he says stupid things for the sake of it um but he seemed to claim he seemed to claim the victory himself on uh, on getting football back, and I sort of said to him. He didn't respond to me at any at any stage, but I said, you know, shall we see you in January then? With um, <laughs> when when shall we see you in January at, at a local park? Shall we? And you know, it's fine, but you know, there's loads and loads of people behind the uh, that uh, that don't get as much recognition as 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 a name uh, doing their bit, and yeah it's great that um it's great that you've that you took grassroots football on it it's been a bit it's been a much sort of downtrodden uh, part of the game up until probably the last five five six years when you've got all of the uh youtube teams bringing profile to it and more and more people getting back into it until that time it was on its knees lots of local leagues around the southeast london area uh, were either folding or having to um, merge with other leagues just to maintain numbers and now we're seeing that the southern sunday has hit hundred teams westfir has hit 100 teams um, obd sfl has got um, 80 teams 80 plus teams quota municipal has got um, 40 50 60 teams something around that number the met league is higher we we're so blessed with um high, high numbers of participants in southeast london that um, it really has made a massive comeback, and I just hope—I just think—that people like you played your part in keeping the, the message going and showing how positive an experience it can be for people's lives. That you may—you you may have to take a bit of a pat on the back for that one. Oh,
0: I appreciate, it, man. I mean, it's people like all of us. That's what I always try to say. Like, it's people like all of us. It's not just me. I mean, there's other content creators out there that you know spread the message just as well as me, if not better um in whatever shape form that they do it. You know, some people just highlight goals, some people highlight you know the nitty-gritty things that, you know, the debatable decisions <laughs> that me and you kind of yeah. talk about sometimes <laughs> offline. Um but yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a group effort man. Um and I really just hope that more people get involved and, you know, do do the same thing as well. Like I'm only one person. I can't do the whole of grassroots man. I mean I can't even do the whole of London grassroots, let alone Uh, grassroots in in total, where I can just only do my bit and do the bit that I see as well, because sometimes it's all about the balance as well. Like, I could be there for hours just trying to pick out little bits and pieces and and speak to teams, but I'm only one person, so I'm glad that there's more people that get involved and and showing their bit as well and and highlighting the, the beautiful game that it is, man. I feel like, especially during times like this where I'm kind of going off on this football, man. you see seen my rant uh, yeah. about my team. I'm not going to shout them out.
1: But, We're going uh, to ask you about know. that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's, you know, that's, but that's the really part of the reason why I've kind of switched more over to grassroots as well. Like, over time, you know, you started off as a passion project. I still love my, my my team, but at the same time, it's like, man, I get more enjoyment out of, of going to. The grassroots game where it's got like two people on the sideline, a guy, like, the old cliche of guy in a stove, a woman in this dog and uh, I get more enjoyment out like of that. Man, you get more interaction with the players. You know, you get to hear some of the decisions. You get to see it. it's just there, right there. Sometimes yeah. with Premier League football, you feel a bit more removed, and prices are going up, and the extra hours you spend just to go to see that team, and you're not getting anything back. and I don't know it might sound a bit selfish but I feel
1: like I get more guys. I get more enjoyment out of it do you know what I mean yeah. so, I'm with yeah. you I'm absolutely with you I think the older I get and and the less accessible um, football has become I mean I remember going to to see um, games as a kid and and with my dad and all that and you'd get in the you'd get in the sort of player lounge after the game for a, like my dad would have a beer obviously and um, all the players would be there and they would sign your program and all that stuff and it, this was this was the late night late eighties early nineties, and um, you get to meet all the players, and, and and now like it just doesn't happen like it's not really that. Lots of clubs do have community projects, but the actual players aren't really accessible to to kids or to people. And um, I just think you go to your local grassroots game, or even up to um, you know we're involved with Irith and Belvedere who play in Step Five, and and they're looking to bring the whole community to the club and. I mean, you can go and pay seven quid and watch a really good game of football uh, in a seat if the, if the, if you're that way inclined. And um, I just think all the way up to uh, up up to you know step three or four, um, all the way down to Sunday league football um, is where we should be supporting people. Your tenner um, or your twenty quid on the day for your ticket, uh, a burger, a cup of tea. It it helps the clubs out far more than going and pay a hundred quid to go and watch Arsenal or or. Spurs or something in an absolutely soulless stadium where you know they just want you there for for your cash they don't even they're not even that they're not even that you're just a number to them yeah
0: you're just a number to them whereas you know you go to your local team and they know you by name and face and you know they can ask about your family and all the rest of it it goes a long way and and you're supporting your own as well you know I mean you're supporting your local community whereas you know if you're going to these big rich clubs the owner doesn't know who you are. You know, the players barely know who you are. they barely acknowledge you. So, to me, it's a no-brainer. I know everyone gets drawn into the glitz and glamour of the League, but let's face it, I'm sure I've seen a statement the other day, they don't really need fans in attendance. I think this pandemic has shown it. You know? yeah. They get money from TV rights and all the rest of it, so they don't really need us there no. to support the game, whereas the grassroots does really need us there to you know help support all the things that we about pitch high fees and all the rest of it you
1: know so right. absolutely yeah. agree I, I think um, Premier League clubs will be happy for a different person to be sitting in, in, every di- in every seat every game because they'll want the tourists to come that go and spend loads of money in the club shop and then go and pay for their ticket but if you're a season ticket holder, you buy one shirt and then you're that's it there's no further there's no more revenue so anyway that's a whole that's a whole different story uh, and not grassroots related um, right so now we're going to talk about your footballing heroes uh, both in the professional game and any grassroots teams that you sort of look up to or think you know what they do everything exactly the right way but let's start with the professional game because you're a Geordie for some for some strange reason you've, you've you're, you're, you're a Newcastle fan but there is can, I, can you tell about the accent? <laughs> <laughs> there, but there is there is some story behind that, isn't there? As you you liked a certain yeah. player, and uh, and you you went to Newcastle as as a fan for him. But um, just tell us a bit about your footballing heroes, then.
0: Yeah, so footballing heroes. i I got many. I've probably got the one in the sidelines. Yeah. Um, again, he's probably ticked both boxes in some of well people he played for my local team, yeah. Um back in the day, and then he also made his move to GPR. And then he made his big, big move to, to Newcastle, you know, I think, in the town back in the day. So, seeing a guy come and, and play for Hazen Yidden, in fact, he played for Southall as role, well, which is be just as close. Um, so, he's paid for two, like, real grassroots non-league teams, then get the move to QPR, which is down the road, further down the road from me, and then yeah. make them, Make the move to Newcastle him, man. I think I was probably like eleven or twelve at the time. Being Newcastle doing bits with Andy Cole, get busy as well together. And seeing this other guy come in, obviously Andy Cole then went off to Manchester United, God knows why. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously we get less than and there's a local boy, you know, he's made it big time. So I oh, yeah. suppose there's a lot of uh, people that can relate like it's almost like the Ian Wright story obviously he's got a, a different story where he came on later in life. but again local to that neck like, of the woods case the to the punishment of to for Arsenal I mean that story really inspired anyway I um, don't even have to be Arsenal to be inspired by Ian Wright but yeah Les Ferdinand was that guy for me and at the time Lucas was doing doing bits you know Kevin Keegan who made us all believe and dream um, unfortunately that that didn't uh, come but yeah, I've just stuck with them ever since. Now, i show my age now. i years, <laughs> maybe, and haven't had much to kind of um scream and shout about in, in a good way, obviously. No. Always, I'm just screaming and shout about in a bad way. I'm, I always say, it's, it's almost to put timers on us, like behind the scenes. It's been an absolute thriller. I don't know why we haven't got our own documentary yet, but that's, for, that's the filmmaker heading me, um, talking there, but... um yeah, I'd say Les that was definitely is my uh, idol, and I actually got to meet him quite a few times. Um, oh, nice. One was at a um, Shearer's. Uh, I think he had like a cup testimonial for his foundation. Okay. Again, and I I know they say don't meet your rival, uh, don't meet your idols, but I met him, and nothing changed. Like he still looks the same. He's such a gent. He, he, he spoke to me just on a level, you know, like some players would high be hired by whatever. Yeah. But yeah. To go, oh you support Newcastle, are you from London? Oh from, oh what, you know your him. So he just had a proper conversation, with me. Um so yeah, I don't believe the whole thing guy was because I met him and if anything it's just heightened my, my love for him, brother. I call it I I call him Uncle Les, man. That's 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 the guy, bro. That's that's the legend. I know everyone supports Newcastle but for me, obviously I've got the whole London connection to Newcastle. He has the same that for me, that's it. He's pinnacle for me
1: absolute quality I, I mean he's a fantastic um, a fantastic footballer finisher best one of the best headers of the headers of the ball uh, you, you'll you see yeah. um, fantastic probably didn't get um, as many uh, England caps as he as he deserved but he was in a time of absolute class strikers quality. righty Andy Cole Les Ferdinand uh, Robbie Fowler all, all these yeah. players never got really got a look in um, for England and uh, nah, I mean I like, can't argue with Les Ferdinand absolute fantastic player um, probably be suited to today's era as well he's, he's, he's not really a throwback striker like Shearer was a little bit Les Les would be a top player today as well so um, yeah. yeah loves Les Ferdinand great shout um, so what leagues or areas in, in geographically would you class as your specialist subject in grassroots oh good
0: question um See, I'm a bit, of a, a bit of a nomad, that's the word. I, I like to travel around and just, like, I get drawn to teams rather than leagues. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, with this whole YouTube um, football phenomenon taken on board, I, I was kind of drawn to that a little bit. So I found out different things like that. So Rising Ballers, I found out them um, quite recently. And, you know, Jamie and Any they been very welcoming to me there. I almost see them as family, the way that they brought me in and welcomed me and all the rest And I've had to quite a lot of their games and okay. because they're kind of geographically over my side. You know, it was beneficial in my, my favour because, you know, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a bit of a trick to go to South East all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first started out, I was doing loads of stories over that side because, you know, there's something over the water over that side. I don't know why you guys could kind of create and get so many gems over there. I don't know what, as it churning out over there, but I was going over there all the time. I was thinking, as much as I love grassroots football, I love my bank account as well, and um, the way my bank account's looking right now. <laughs> 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 it's, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that that helps, obviously, finding them. Um, they're now in the Barnet um, Sunday.
1: Yeah, the Barnet team, Sunday, yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Um, I'll be following them quite a bit as well. Um, more recently as well, I've come across Grenfell Athletic. Um, so I think I'm up to some work with them going forward as well. I'm not so sure of the league out are in, but obviously everyone likes a provided Grentville and half of their team are residents from Grenfell. and some some of them actually have lost uh, down in, in the fire as well. So, you know, to Fantastic. create a team of like that and unite together. Is a is a story in itself. Yeah, that's and amazing. I would, yeah, yeah. Again, I see based over my standards as well. So, yeah, I'll be following them around this season. And then there's other teams that pop up from time to time. I mean, I've just recently come from South Athletic. Um They're they're a really good team as well, and they're part of them. Um, check out equality charter standards. Yep. So, again, they've got a good score as well. Knighting Galaxy. I don't know if you've come across them as well. I've heard of um, them. They're maybe. a
1: charity team from Birmingham, way aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, they were part of your. Remember when you was doing your your more um, kit comparisons on. That's football? right. Yeah. And they had the all blackout kit, and they would they dedicated that kit to the NHS. Yeah. So, <clears throat> been doing some work with them. Got Steelman FC as well. Again, a great force. So I love these teams that I've got. Not just getting together and putting out eleven men. Right, uh, they've got a good story behind the reasons why they do it. Yeah, I mean, we can all we all have different reasons why we put together a team, but I love, you know, those charity teams or, you know, People's SD, for example, you know, they've got a phenomenal story. Kaya, um, perspective Kaya, who's listening. You know, I love the fact that, you know, they, they got together based off, you know, bad times but yeah. now they kind of try to turn things around and highlight some of the charities that they're working for as well so yeah there's, there's some phenomenal teams out there so I'm more of a teams guy rather than league cool. um, and, but I love the reasons why they do it why they play football because it's football can be the tool um, that, that unites people together so I just like the fact that it's getting people together and you know getting people focused for 90 minutes on a pitch um, that's just like it's a byproduct of why these
1: people ever. absolutely yeah back every single one a, a team with a cause is um always going to be popular because it's something that people can can really get behind uh we support mm-hmm. all of those exactly. boys we support them all so why roots tv why did you start sure, okay. it and what was the what was the whole what was the whole process and and how did you go about it right
0: so why roots tv so initially i worked for um I worked for an organisation, I don't know about but I worked for an organisation for a couple of years. Um I pitched ideas with got grass to grassroots before I said it needs more. Um but I don't know, it kinda of fell on deaf ears and as I said before earlier, like these bigger organisations, it's great that they're coming in now and, you know, supporting one or two teams but it's more than just a few guns. It's more than just five right footballers. I'm not trying to show you that those two teams are just using them It's more there's there's teams that haven't got anywhere near the followings of those two teams. Why are we not showing love to them and the reasons why they're getting to them. I mean, even some of the teams that have just shouted at them? Yeah film F C great great example. People's F C great example. you know what I mean? They they're doing stuff off the back. They don't care if they get beat five nil or six nil or whatever, but they're just getting clever. And, and getting people playing football because they love it not just because they just want to win all the time yeah. and I was thinking who's and those sort of stories there and there was no one <sighs> to do it so my thing is if no one else is going to do it I'll do it um, and it took a while for me to, to start it because I was just getting procrastinated about it i like, reason like, like, I'm going to do, do it but someone just said ah, she might as well just do it I think it's my husband I love I love my husband she's just like Gives me the kick up the back, but I need some time to just, <laughs> just got on and did it. Uh, started off small. Started speaking to people in regards to, like, less footballing people, but people that had, um, you know, things to do within football. So, like, I spoke to Troy Townsend, I checked it out, for example, talked yeah. to about what's, what's going on, you know, in regards to that side of things. I spoke to, I think the first interview I did, the night was with Paul Palmer's dads. Uh, no, Casey Palmer's dad, so Paul Palmer. Yeah. Um, so I spoke to him. Um, obviously, he works at Millwall. Um, and then just got kind of snowballed from there, and then people started seeing my stuff. Um, then I started following teams around. And then, I think, here we are today. I think then I've had, like, a couple standout interviews. Like, I think one of the ones that just brings to mind straight away is Yannick Bellatti paper to me and me in the Borough. Yeah, and and chairman and Dee Dan, bless her heart. She was um, she, she used to kind of pay him in burgers. <laughs> so when he was, when when he scored a hat trick, he's like, "Oh, I'll give you a burger." And I think he scored... Uh, no, when he scored a goal, he'd give a uh, give a burger. I think he scored eight one game, so he just had uh, eight burgers. Like, just, like additional them all sorting and spending for the rest of it. Um, and then there's this famous story about uh, wanted to sign him, but they never signed him. And obviously, lo and behold, he's gone on to like bigger, their things. So they kind of use that money um, that they would have signed him on for, and got some of that signing off on fee to kind of fund the club going forward. But they didn't want to listen to her because she was a female in football. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like stories like that, where you know you're the underdog and people are doubting you because what do what do you know? You're only female in football. Lo and behold, she didn't know what she's talking about, and look where he is right now. So yeah. there's stories like that, you know go a long way so that did quite well for me and obviously that impacted it as well so yeah just in that show I just wanted to cover Grassroots All because I did, it did feel like it was getting enough coverage all the time and now it is more of the time and now people come coming into the game now like yourselves and you know Houcher football footballer sorry um, Grassroots gossip, you know all doing their thing shout out to everyone else you're fresh, and you know here we are now. it's seen is looking healthy, so I'm, I'm really happy for
1: it. Absolutely. What as a content producer, then now you're an observer uh, on a wider level. Um, what are you seeing from the grassroots community that makes you smile on a regular basis?
0: Um, just the consistency. That's that's more of it. Like yourself, like you're there constantly speaking to managers, players, just actively on Twitter just the consistency because I couldn't see it. Uh, maybe I just have my blinkers on. Well. I couldn't see it. Um, so the fact that there's people out there covering different teams, covering different issues, you know what I mean? Like myself, I, I first started off asking the why's. So why hasn't, um, why isn't there more Asian players not made it so pro league from, mm. from grassroots? Mm. Ask some questions like that or why hasn't um, any gay players come out? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I was speaking to, you know, referees about it and all the rest of it and other players who are, are open about it, you know, who's time with and 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 Ryan Atkins is a referee. So I was just speaking to people about that. So I was asking aside from just ah oh, how do, how was your game today, mate? Like we can all ask that. Yeah. You know what I mean, we can all take kind of slight sports approach and do like the post match, but it's more to this people playing the game. There's, there's everything else that's, so there's the consistency in that sort of thing that's what I think is the biggest key and the fact that we're here remaining every single time we can reach out and not just dipping in and dipping out like some of these bigger big organisations where they see a big team doing big numbers I think that's the main thing for me man
1: Agreed. Absolutely agree. It's, it's key that you know. I I've created this mythical character for the who I who I speak to on the podcast called Dave the Postman, and I think <laughs> I think that um, the, the the teams that that already have an audience, uh, Essie Dons, Rising Ballers, um, Under the Radar, all of these all of these big YouTube teams, um, they don't really need. They don't really need us to a certain extent. They're doing they're doing their own thing, and they draw their own um, they draw their own fans, and they have their own um, followers on on Twitter who, who you know defend them to the hilt. And and so be it. That's what I would do if if someone was criticizing my team, I would um, jump on on them as well. But I sort of thought you know, a Division Eight team in in X League in the middle of nowhere. That guy that scored a hat trick on Sunday deserves to be mentioned, or he deserves his team's result to be shouted out at least, because you know grassroots, com- the, our grassroots community now stretches from players playing in uh, con- in the Conference South or North, and all the way down to Division Seven, and we must sort of try and continue that that coverage for, for all. And Sunday, that's the best bit about Sunday League football is that a team like Essie Dons could play a team made of Blokes who just meet up in the pub and, and play football and for fun, and you know it's pretty serious when you get up towards uh, se Dons, and, and what they do is great, but that having that opportunity that doesn't really happen in um in in professional football. There's generally a few sort of um, levels between uh, on in the FA Cup that those that those bottom teams not wouldn't make it through to get to play your Man Uniteds or your Arsenal's or your or your Liverpool's etc. And uh, that's the beauty of Sunday League football for me. Um, yeah. It's great. On Where do we need to improve then, Clinton?
0: Where do we need to improve? Um, I would like to see... I'd like to see us tackle... Well, I'd kind of like to see us go to tackle different issues and, and uh, different teams, if you like. Again, this might be with my linkers on, but I see a lot of us of doing the same thing. I'm guilty of that as myself. Um we could all do the, the same thing in terms of highlighting great goals and stuff, which definitely needs to be afforded. But there's there's other stuff that needs to be, you know, tackled as well. Like I'm throwing myself out of the limb here with like some of the things that I'm going on about, you know, uh pitches for example, you know, sometimes I could be going off on the tangent, but I feel like it needs to be addressed and certain yeah. people that have seen it the same too but you know not everyone wants to be as vocal as me but at the same time it's for all of us You right. know what i mean there needs to be a, a price cap for the pitches, for example because otherwise it'll be forever going up and up and up and that could be driving people away from the game yep um another thing that's been that's an issue that's close to my heart and i'm definitely not as close to your heart as refereeing and obviously we've seen the incident that's happened the other day yeah um we need some sort of solution to kind of stop this from happening because
1: it's not the first time it's happening and it definitely won't be the last no i mean so. sad, sadly there's a there's a chance that it will happen this saturday that it will happen this sunday it's it's you know there's ref support uk have been absolutely fantastic in supporting this particular uh referee that that you know this one there's one that's sort of gone sort of viral almost and yeah um it seems that the the county FA are, are sort of shying away. I'm not going to mention the the, the 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 county themselves because it's all out there in the open anyway. But it just seems that that particular county um, didn't want doesn't want to push the ref to to, to even give a uh, how it's affected him post um, post the incident. And you just you just think why would people go into refereeing? You know, I'm lucky enough that um, I've never. Nothing like that has ever happened to me. I've had people run on the pitch towards me, um, but they were stopped and, uh, and all that stuff. But I've never been sort of attacked. And um, I just think, what what is that? What message is that sending to a kid who's 16, 17? And like me, injuries affected me from playing football. So I went into refereeing on the back of that just to be able to do some kind of physical exercise and be involved with football. But what message is that picture telling a kid thinking, you know what, I'd love to go into referee and it's 40 quid, it's 40 quid a game in my pocket, I'm going to university, it's going to really help me um, and all that and and I love going, I I want to be a referee, I want to go through the levels, what message is that sending that a county FA is just not going to back you when something so obvious and, and such an easily identifiable player has done it, what how do we? How do we change? I mean, it's a society. It's a society thing towards referees. But how, it's just course, how do it's we do, the do
0: thing it now? Like, it's it's just now going to start driving people away from doing it. And you know, we always wonder why. Oh, why are referees in the game? Just incidents like that. Now, imagine that, that if that didn't get cap- captured on footage on film, imagine like it would have been. Oh, that person's word against that person. Referee to contacted me, so I had to like, out. No, you should clearly see from the video in question someone lashed out and we won't get into his professional and all the rest of it. But, do you know what I mean? If if we're doing that, you can see that at grassroots level and you can see it happening at a pro level, then why would, you know, young Jermaine or, or Dave who's 17, wanting want him to get a bit of extra profit change on on a weekend and we want to get turned to a free And I wouldn't. No. Do you know what I mean? What, I want to get kicked, lumped out, I mean, shouted a fuse and all the rest of it. Yes. No way. Why would I want to do that? So, someone's got to step in Sort of got to highlight it which as again fair thanks for our support UK for, for doing their bit but I think now it's time for you know the officials and the authorities that be to kind of say look okay we're looking to protect our officials now because we've won the officials are as important as the players on the pitch because without them it's not happening yeah. the game's not an official game yeah. it's just 11 guys looking out on the pitch so we need our referees but we need to show them respect on the pitch and, and not abuse them because otherwise they're going to walk away Exactly. I always say to them. I always say to these people, like, imagine if that's your younger cousin
1: or your nephew or your niece getting things like that. Would you like that? We'll say with them so I don't understand it really. No, I don't. I mean, I'm a, I, as a referee, um, I'm sort of I'm defensive um, over refs. I know there's bad referees out there. Um, I've made bad calls in games uh, myself, but not that penalty that you called me out for. That was a definite penalty, <laughs> uh, but. Um, but uh, no, it's um it's a tough game and uh you know as the as the competition rises I I just think um players are more fiery um these days uh, you, you know the, I'm lucky that the ref the games the the league sorry that I referee on um these incidents are few and far between and I can only think I can only think of of one um one um where a team were punished uh, as a result I'm not going to mention it but um. I'm, I'm lucky in, in the league that I referee on, but you know I think that's very um, that is luck is more luck than anything else, and we just need to get see an end to it, and hopefully um, it goes above counties because obviously uh, one one county, uh, particularly local to to where we are, uh, isn't isn't seemingly backing their referees um, as as much as they could, and we need to go maybe we need to go to the FA or uh, the PGMOl the professional. Uh, the professional uh, official referees group and and it come down from there I'm not sure how active the referees association are in all of of this either Um, Ref Support UK do a fantastic podcast with uh, the Ref Forum and the third team uh, called The Final Whistle that we put the audio uh, out on and I know they're particularly, um, they criticise or call out um, the refs association quite a lot for their actions and um, that would be good um, to see how that progresses but yeah it's not good guys and we need to refs are part of the game um, they're not there to ruin the game They a referee is involved in the game because they love the game and, and um, not because they're trying to ruin it no one tries to ruin a game of football if a ref's having a bad game he's having a bad game and he'll know he's having a bad game or they will know they're having a bad game but um, yeah we need to stop all of that that, that, is, that is an improvement where we need to to make globally yeah, in the game Right, right. Back to Roots TV. When you're producing a show, can you explain or tell us how you plan, record, and edit it? What's the process, and and one show, uh, one interview um, that you do? How long? How what? How how many hours are you putting into that? All
0: right, all right. So I know you can relate to this, man, because this is a bit that people don't see. They just see the finished product on their timeline. They don't see like all the effort that goes into it. So. So for example if I organise an interview with you, I've got to obviously drive over to your neck of the woods. I'm not going to shout out where you are just in case people don't know where you but your neck of the woods it might take an hour, might take two hours, whatever, I'll find somewhere of park. Um, obviously preparation at peace, so you know, come out with some good questions, find out a little bit about you. So I like to kinda of discover throughout the interview who the person I'm speaking to at the same time. I don't want to be like, What's your name again? That sort of thing. So yeah, obviously yeah. a bit of preparation um and that's that bit but then obviously bringing that back now and because i cut for socials i don't cut for youtube or anything like that i try and highlight you know the bits that will draw people in yeah um so again it's then listening back to 30 like minute interview or an hour interview and cutting up the best bit so again listening back to the whole recording and then obviously then doing the fancy bits around it like before I used to do subtitles on an interview um, just because I wanted to take it for all audits as well you know they might be people that have uh, um, like listening to or, or reading or something like that. so that's I did that um, so that was another part of the process that took a little bit longer because obviously typing out someone's what people saying for a minute that takes longer as well so yeah. the whole process can take like three to four hours just for like a minute clip, and you think, what, it's just a minute clip? But you've got to think, like, you're listening back, you're trying to clean stuff up if, if things go wrong, you're then trying to subtitle stuff, you're then trying to put all your bits around it, so I've got a logo and I've got a border around my stuff now so yeah. people kind of notice the brand. Um, then you've got to write the caption for the post, just to kind of try and lure people in. And then, some, and then sometimes, you know, you might only and get I know this sounds very naive, and very um, vain, but then you might only get like a little bit of love for it, and you're thinking, oh, "Okay, cool." Kind of reflect on that. What do I need to go wrong? And I'm not saying every clip should bang, and that's not the reason why I do it.
1: But again, no, when it's, it's, it's the recognition. I can I can. Di- I, can yeah. I can completely. Um, I can completely. Um, side with you on that. It's just the little recognition, and it might even be that. 50, 50 gets 50 views or 50 listens or, or you have a number in your head that oh okay it's got it's, it's a hundred people have watched that that's fine I'm, I'm happy now um but it's just that you've, you've put all those hours in and and um you just it's just yeah. a, a retweet or a like or a oh that was great comment or anything like that it does it does um yeah. does make you feel a bit better for the work doesn't it of
0: course and again, we, I know that's not the reason why we do it, we do it because you know we're, we're trying to highlight that person's story mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, but it, again, it would be nice just to kind of have that recognition shown, you know, someone share it, you know, you never know who might see it, and it just makes them the person who's been a part of it feel really good as well. because at the start, oh well, wow, I can kind of really convince people oh yeah, I'm not looking to kind of out with you or anything like that, I'm just, I literally just love your story, or I just want to kind of highlight more, because, more people should know about you, sort of thing. So mm. it's also helping the person who contributed their time to kind of say, okay, yeah, it was worthwhile me really speaking for that person. Or, you know what I mean? So that that's that's the whole process, really. I remember listening to Duke, uh, King of Hearts, mm. um, and he was talking about his process, and I was like, wow, because well, he actually films games and stuff. And I used to do that back in the day when I first got out of uni. Um, I was working up in, in the north east enough um the Fly Spartan. I was there to go create it took me back to those days where not only you're there for the ninety minutes, it's the stuff after people like, you don't know, see, so you've got to sit through a 90 minute game. And you're not just putting the whole ninety minute game up, everyone everybody wants to see a 90 minute game. Why well, don't you yeah. want to see a ninety minute game of Newcastle, let alone um, <laughs> your local grassroots team? So then you've got to sit for the ninety minute game, you got to pick out the best bits, put answer to highlight packages. Then put, like, all the bells and whistles on who scored the goals that the score dog in, in the corner, um, bit of music bed underneath it, there's uh and, like, hours on end and ending, like, it's, it's a tough old dog, and if you don't, if you don't love it, then, good luck to you, because I don't know what's getting you through it, but, it's because I love it, because I enjoy doing it, that's the reason why I've been doing it for so long now, um, and I just, uh, any advice, anyone? Is just make sure you're doing this for the right reason. Everyone could be like, "Yeah, it you potentially take you some work and get paid. Or that's great, if you get paid off, of it that's great." But love. but I think initially, um, just do it because you really love grassroots football. You really love the team that you're talking about, or you really love, you know, highlighting good stories. Yeah, um, I'm lucky enough that i love doing all three. I love talking about the teams that I, I go to sport. I love talking about, you know, people's stories because I thought I, I saw myself as a bit of a filmmaker slash you know, storyteller in that yeah. sort of sense. Yeah. And I just love, you know, talking about the, the game grassroots, because, you know, there's so many stuff going on. I just want to highlight it, like, yeah, look at this. They're doing such a major thing over here. and This this team's sort of our like team because off the back of this tragedy, and this team's just... Killing it because they've got so much talent and they've got they've put so many people through to professional careers and now they're better in their lives and you know look at their story so yeah yeah I I've just gone off on a tangent but no. Yeah. no, no. <laughs> you <laughs> caught me off like this.
1: No, that was good. <laughs> uh, um, so cool. do you deal with praise and criticism in the same way or do you do you sort of do you accept criticism as as a development point and praise as a pat on the back or do you just think you know, you just have to take both with a pinch of salt sometimes. How do you, how do you process praise and criticism? Um,
0: that's question. So praise, I don't know, sometimes when I, when I see them like, oh man, like, I'm not doing it for, as much as I said before, like you, it's nice to kind of get supported from the stuff that you put out. It's like, when people say, oh yeah, you're the OG of grassroots, I'm like, yeah, that's great, but come on, we're all OGs and we're, we're all trying to support. We're. All, I'm not just like, out here by myself there's other people now which is great because before I was getting like requests from teams in Liverpool and Manchester I'm like guys you see my band balance I can't drive that far <laughs> I mean I, I always report back to like everyone as much as I love teams in Grassroots they have to be worth the free out here all the time as much as I would love to I've got you know things that I do outside of football that I need to support. I've got myself to support. Uh, yeah so i can't do, do, do that all the time so i'm glad for people like yourselves bro i'm, I'm glad for people like damage book like you're fresh grassroots gossip grass uh grassroots goals because they can say okay cool it might not fit on my channel but it could definitely go on theirs um and, and stuff like that sorry i've, I've gone off on
1: another question again please do please do so how do you uh, how do you process praise and oh, criticism oh yeah
0: praise yeah so praise um yeah, Fraser's just like, yeah, I take it, I love it, but at the same time say, look, these guys are doing as much hours, if not more, than me. I always, I've only got a look at the degrees, man. Boy, that guy, he, he inspires me. The fact that he says, "Ah, oh, I'm doing YouTube now. Okay, so you're doing YouTube on top of Instagram, on top of Twitter, on top of Facebook, on top of documentaries. How are you finding the time? And then even like, you're a fresh, they've come in and then they said that, you know, They've been inspired of the stuff that I've been doing. I'm like, guys, have you not seen the stuff that you're doing? You're doing everything that I'm doing, on top of a podcast with this, on top of that, and then even you at the start, then you said you're you're on top of me. I'm like, I haven't got my own like podcast going on. I haven't got I have got all these teams that know me in the game, and da da da. Like, it's just crazy. So when I take when I hear praise, I'm like, thank you. But at the same time, I'm putting right back, right back at you because. You know, you guys are giving up your time. You know, it's 24 hours in the day and you're giving up a fair chunk of that I can appreciate all the work that goes behind the scenes to make sure that it all looks pristine on the timelines. It's not, they're not slapping out anything. Um, so, fair play to that. And the criticism side of things. Um, I'm putting it, I don't really get too much criticism because, obviously, I do it from a good place. Um, I take feedback uh, I've got like a circle of friends that, you know, they know what I'm doing and trying to do and all the rest of it. So I say like, I'll oh, have nice food. I, I often look at other people's work and say, oh, i like day they, what they're doing. I'm not saying that I'm copying them, but I'm just saying like, yeah, maybe i will go down that sort of route of, you know, trying to pull out certain themes throughout the season or, you know, try and start a podcast Because I've tried to do that for a while and just didn't work out. Yeah. No,
1: organising
0: people is, is a myth me. So that's mm. why I just do things solo. <laughs> I'm sure that's
1: you can relate to that. Yeah, um, I mean at the beginning of this yeah. there was so much interest and, and everyone wanted to come on and then you, you sort of have to have of a course. queue you have to have a queue of people and then it's like by the time you get to the people that originally wanted to come on, they're not interested or or well, they've had a bad start to the season and they don't want to talk about it. They wanna come on while they're having a sort of a good run of it obviously we get lots of teams we get lots of teams on during the season to talk about what's been going on with for the for the 50 podcasts in 50 days series that we did at the beginning of lockdown you know I couldn't I could have done a hundred I could have done a hundred oh. everyone wanted to talk which was fantastic but you know it started at I think it started at Thirty went to forty because I booked I booked too many people and didn't want to say sorry. I don't, sorry, we're <laughs> <to do> it. <laughs> so it we went from thirty to forty, and then we just said, "Well, I just said, you know, we might as well keep this going for 50. And um, no, I mean, getting guests on for that was great. And these 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 series of interviews called the Big Interviews really are people that I I would I would think everyone would want to listen to, or people around the grassroots community, or who I really respected. And and basically, those people are generally. Um, quite easy to to they they want to come on and they want to support other other content and producers so that was good um, but with the team sometimes yeah they are a bit flaky admittedly and it and it'll all be down to how well they're doing in the season basically yeah
0: no I can, I can imagine man that's why I, I always try and get people to help me out um, I'm sometimes envious of people that have got teams you know even if it's one other person to got ideas off but. When people this is the other thing that makes me laugh as well. When people said always in boxing say, Well done guys I'm like, Guys, like who else is there? There's no yeah. who else but maybe sometimes it's where I work thing that's why people might think that there's other people helping me out, but it's literally just solely me. Like I go and shoot, I go and edit, I go and post, um, I go and obviously source out, you know, who speech and all the rest of it now. I'm driving there myself. I literally is just a one man band just doing it all by myself. So i I've got massive respect to everyone who's just doing it solely by themselves, just trying to promote their side of football, the way they see things or doing it as a whole. I've got massive respect to everyone, guy, girl, whoever, you know, if it's the photographer, if it's the videographer, if it's the the chairman, whoever, fair play to everyone who's trying to do their bit and support grassroots football because I know how tough it is and if they're trying to do it solely, I've even got more respect to you for doing it solely as well because tough old slog, but you know as long as you just get that i feel sometimes as long as you get that little bit of recognition say thank you for that that's all that matters you know? sometimes i think it's worth more, more than money
1: i mean, i quick i quickly realized when i started the podcast that um i can't i couldn't grow it um due to work and family that i couldn't grow the podcast without the help of others and i must say you know we're pretty it's pretty mob handed now, really. Um, we've, we've probably got 18, 18 contributors um, to the podcast. I mean, but ultimately um, all of their work comes to me and then I have to build, I have to build the recordings and all that stuff. So um, it's, we're pretty mob handed in terms of gathering information, um, lots of different leagues representing themselves or teams representing their leagues um, with various recordings. But ultimately the work comes to me and and I collate it all uh, and do my own recordings obviously with this series of podcasts and the Sunday League show I'm involved in recording that but you know I've reached out to the grassroots community and say you know I can't I can't record every single piece of work that goes out if we want everyone to be covered which we do um, I'm offering you the platform to record and put it out on and and that's the way that we've grown um, Silk Grassroots um, because so many people um, respected our views and and what we wanted to do and and it's been supported. So um, yeah, I know what it's like in the early days trying to do everything yourself, and you just don't. It's, it you're limited by by what you can do just by time because you have to you have to have a life outside of this, and you have to you, you do work and you have your own hobbies and stuff like that. And um, on your own, it, it's a tough it's a tough time. So respect for for all of that um, that you do yourself. I mean. Extra pair of hands would well, be great. Would are you? Would you? Would you be reluctant to release it to other people as well? If you did get other people involved, are you a bit of a control freak, or or would you be like, no, come and help me? I, I, I would love someone to help me.
0: No, I've listen. I've been some behind the scenes, but maybe maybe now I could put it out on Twitter So maybe that's the one takeaway I can get from this interview is that maybe I just need to put it out there and say like, who's willing to help me? Yeah, um, I know when I've done it in the past, people wanted to do, like, the frilly bits. They wanted to do, like, oh, I want to be a presenter. Okay, cool. Um, everyone can do that, but sometimes I just need up with, like, the bits that people don't really want to do. I know not everyone wants to be an editor, or, or do you know what I mean, they don't want to be sourcing teams and stuff like that, or or they, they don't even want to drive to games. They sometimes they just want to be, like, I just want to sign their first camera, but I just need help with all sense of it. But yeah. I suppose if I put it out there now... Um, you will be interested to get a response back I hope to I hope to get a response back you know sometimes you put stuff out and you're like okay cool like, <laughs> no one's listening or they, or they just ignore that bit they just want to see the next goal that I put up or the next yeah. uh, graphic that I put together or whatever but yeah i I, I w to try I'm going to try because it would be nice to have um, a helping hand or two do you know what I mean just to, to get things going because it is a tough old slog, and you know Grassroots is not just in London I always say this in, in the back of my mind that I would like to kind of talk about Grassroots across the UK um, because I'm very wary of that if someone was to come onto my page all you're hearing is that London accent yeah. and Same. Grassroots is more than that you, you want to see Grassroots in, in Newcastle where i lived before in Manchester where i lived before it's totally different to down here they've probably got different issues than what we've got down yeah. here yeah, um, if you're going down the coast and Bournemouth, Southampton, it's probably different down there. So even even across in, in Wales, they're going through their sort of a uh, whole different issue um, in regards to grassroots in the UK. Uh, in, okay, sorry, in in England. So yeah, I'm very aware of that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I might have an update for you in due course, bro. Nice. No, but the,
1: my aim. The the Selk originally stood for Southeast London and Kent, and then you know there was interest from so many other leagues that that's now changed. We sort of swapped it to Surrey, Essex, London, and Kent, and now um, now Hertfordshire, a league in Hearts, are, are involved. So the Hearts advertiser, I don't know if Barnet is classed as Hertfordshire or or not, but um, it's up that way. And you know, I think you you try and be. You can only talk about the things that you have half a clue about most of the time, so you have to start local to you. So I, I don't, I don't think anyone could criticise you for just focusing on your area for now. But the the no. the idea for us is to carry on growing, going further and further north every time. Um, and anyone that wants to put out a podcast or or record, obviously, I'm not going to be able to get up to Liverpool every week or Manchester or Newcastle or Wales or even down to the southwest. Um, to do that, we invite everyone. If if you want to put something out, then the platform, for, our platform, is for everyone. All, it, just send me the the recording, I'll brand it up and and send it out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to support every league, I'm sure, or every area. So as, as I'm sure you are, but you are only limited by time. Every, every all of it and a one man band. I've quickly realised that you can't you can't grow um, or or push as much as you would want. Um, just on your own, so help is always a massive thing and it's certainly elevated us um having all the um contributors so if you do want to get involved in in and learn the ropes i'm sure um roots t v um would get in touch and we'll get that out on socials for you um when this um when this recording goes out today uh next question and the penalt web we with, with more and more teams filming games and more content producers coming onto the scene where can we get? Grassroots too. What sort of level of coverage can we get it to? Can we get it to a national, a national level, or do you think we're pretty much going to be stunted by, um, by the money men not wanting to put money into it?
0: No, I think it's going to take over, man. If you if you only see things like that uh, one boot up where um, obviously Spencer Owen hashtag, FC, hashtag United, is it? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: you know stuff that they've done. You know managed to fill out. Um filled out the valley, don't they? Fill out your girl. Um I'm sure I'm sure they filled out charts that chart one year and then they obviously went on to fill out Wembley. Yeah. Um Yeah, they, did, yeah. It shows, yeah, they just got it just shows the demands that's that's there. Um as I said, similar to what I got involved, the actors is there to the players you um getting to know these guys on a more personal level, um it's more affordable. Um some of the kids that are coming out are absolutely fire. Yeah. Um. So it's just like, it's everything that you probably wanted in the Premier League back in the day, but it's now in 2020 and it's at a more reasonable level. Yeah. So there's young kids now getting to know these sc Bond teams and rising baller teams and, and, you know, Lampard All Stars and take FCs and all the rest of it. And I mean, like, they're looking up to these guys now as... Yeah their influences within their local community and you can actually they're within touch with So yeah, it just shows with the numbers that I find online, there's a reason why all of these big organisations are, are sniffing around now. You know what I mean? And it's kind of if they're looking at the top two or three teams, you know, your Bates your are and into the next time of seed. But before long there'll be there'll be a YouTube league, mark my words, there'll be yeah. a YouTube league if yeah, there's someone already. Yeah. And, you know, every team Will be wanting to get a piece of the pie in terms of filming, and it doesn't take. I know people must think, Oh, like I walked up to a game the other day. I'm not going to say it, it's not out yet, but there's a, there was a game the other day where there was a VO which cost quite a fair bit. I'm not trying to show that then, but it does cost a fair bit. Then they had another crane uh camera, and they had two sideline cameras. I was just joking, so there's more cameras here than spice sports. Yeah, like there was literally about six or seven cameras there, and so if that can happen at one game, and you know what I mean, you don't have to go out there and get the most expensive camera. Just as long as you can see the person that's kicking the ball, and you can hear what they're saying, yeah. that's good enough for me. Yeah, um, I think that that's where that's all you need, really. And it's just like this doesn't it's, it's take that much dropping down. I know I'm making it sound a lot easier than it is, but it really is. You know? And after a while, you can start building up your own following. And then there'll be platforms like myself and yours that'll be willing to kind of, more than willing to kind of take their story on board and help them elevate Absolutely. them and cover them for the season. Yeah. And the reason why I like our platforms and, you know, you your freshers and, and amateur footballers and all the rest of it is that we stay impartial or I hope we stay impartial anyway. Yep. Yeah, we might have, you know, slightly favoured teams and others because due to distance, whatever, but we try and stay impartial. If something does something wrong, we say it's wrong. If someone says it's right, we kinda like that as well. And I think that's where the team's growing now. Um, and I don't think we'll work too long, mate, before we start seeing, you know, you know, you, you kind of your miniature much as A versions of classic football. I even had the idea a while back. And I think I might yeah. do it myself before before it's too long. Um, but we're building our own scene here. And, you know, all these brands are coming in as well now. Don't think we don't see you you know yeah. all the big brands are coming in trying to throw their money in trying to sit their all in Man, that's great but i'm just hoping they're just doing it for the right reason not just because they're seeing loads and loads of views like these teams yes they might be getting big views in but at the same time they've still got the same issues that we all have you know? right. they're still paying an arm and a leg for these big pitches they're mm. still paying no, uh, fines and fees and all the rest of it. they're still having issues with referees, whether it be them causing issues or the referee causing issues. Yeah. They're still having all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they're helping to support all of this or they're not just slapping their logo just where the news are because that's where the market's I right. Some you people don't so. see it like that. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, the cynic the cynic says that someone a big brand will throw a, a kit at one of these guys and 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 um brand it all up and you know it's all over youtube with x amount of 100,000 views a week and and that's it. I think you're right. Um I think the teams that get the views are the ones that do hell of a lot of work, you know. I think SE Dons have full-time staff working working for them and they do graft, they do graft for it. Um they they absolutely do um and they and they've earned the right to 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 get to get the, to get paid and 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 all that stuff, but I think you're right that maybe these brands could get involved with the also with leagues or or, or that with where these where these teams play um, to support to support everybody, not just not just the one not just the one team. And I don't just mean Essie Dons, you know, Beatties are uh, they have a, a kit brand and under the radar have a have a, a brand and. You just think, you know, put put the money into grassroots as well as these teams, and then you'll make an, a better overall product for your team to play in. Also, not just not just um, stick a stick a kit and a tracksuit on some lads who who have got um, some YouTube fame, and you know, yeah, we need to improve the scene as a whole. It's good that these teams are raising. Are getting eyes on um games. It may only be their games that the, that the kids are going to watch or the um, people are going to watch. Um, we need more eyes on on every single team. That's our ethos. I mean, um, we've been criticised a little bit for um, for for not sort of focusing on on YouTube teams alone uh, on our coverage. But as I say, we we look at the league as a as a bigger picture, and I think you do too. And well, and the YouTube teams are great. Some of them are fantastic to watch. Some of them, some of them not, um, in my opinion. Um, but the real big teams are It's a real good show, and you get to know the characters, and you get to know the people, um, and the antics and all that, which which uh, lots of people love. Um, but I think it's the entire grassroots scene that should that should be benefiting from from having these teams involved. Um, I a don't know if the teams. Hopefully, the teams can take some of their. Uh, well-earned revenue and put it back in as well. You know, it's it's kid. There's kids football that's dying. There's um, or that's suffering all the per- the amount of money that parents are p- having to pay out for their kids to play football. You'd like to see um, SC Don's youth teams. You'd like to see Rising Ballers youth teams. You'd like to see under the radar youth teams. Um, all this money floating about. You know, these these brands could really back um, grassroots football from the bottom up rather than starting at the top. And, and giving those teams the money. I'm not saying for Essie Dons or anyone to give their money away, but you think if if someone who backed Essie Dons started an Essie Dons academy, really backed it with, you know, Puma and, and all that stuff, if they backed that, started that with a little side project, it would it would make Essie Dons massive anyway, because it, it's a further thing, and it's supporting kids football. But... I mean, and
0: it's also feeding into the men's game anyway. They probably do need to do that, as it's then speeding in from youth level all the way to the men's team I mean,
1: yeah. imagine if you have that imagine, that, if, that a kid, kind of... imagine if a kid imagine if a at 10 years old goes into the the SC Dons Academy the Rising Ballers Youth Academy the Under the Radar Youth Academy whoever whatever YouTube team and then they make their first they make the debut for the top team can you imagine how massive that would be as a, as a yeah. whole as a whole process you know 10 years down the line or whatever it is been
0: um, all the way through can you, you know imagine I mean? that you've been there you... from the age of 10 and then you're, you're you're making your first first team debut at the age of I don't know, 16 17 or whatever yeah. and you've been there all throughout the years
1: exactly and what a massive think, story you're
0: your, your manage, your manager now and yeah. you know, Don Stratsey is a director of football exactly. now do you
1: know what I mean exactly so. Um, so I'd like to see more of that and and that's not a criticism of the individual teams they've earned the right to get paid but We'd like. I'd like to see the brands going down to into grassroots football. It's all well and good. Puma giving um, free kits out with delivery all over the front of them and all that stuff. But I'd like to see them going right deep into um, grassroots football and supporting it from the ground up. And then end up with more of these great teams um, showing what they've got on um, on YouTube. That's my. I mean, my an idea, easy. I mean, an easy
0: win to sort out some of these issues and i keep bringing up the pictures issues it's an issue that's not going away so imagine if human said okay we're going to subsidize i don't know a hundred pictures across london for, uh, to start off with you know with we'll make up the difference you pay a hundred pound or we'll pay we'll match it whatever yeah that's probably a bigger win than just saying okay we're going to sell some kits on yeah. this team do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. you're catering to a big audience so there's an idea for any brand who's in just say, "Okay, we're going to support this, or we're going to uh, get more of into to the game by paying their, their course fees, uh, paying for you know, I don't know, security, whatever, or body cams, whatever the situation or yeah, yeah. the solution is to sort sort of sort this out. But again, that's paying for more than just one one team or one individual. Do you yeah. know what I mean, there's issues that need to be sorted out, whether it be you know forces, whether it be paying if paying buy or whatever or I don't know just sorting out more issues rather than just slapping their logo on a hot team right now yeah that's, that's my, my
1: yeah I think we're on the same page there 100% so the last question and this will be your your closing statement <laughs> your <laughs> honour <laughs> uh, if you had to give advice to any budding podcasts videographers or content producers out there what would you say
0: uh, I think I said it earlier in the podcast I think just do it because you love it um, don't just do it because you know you see it as a way of making money yes it would be great to make money but do it from the heart uh, just I actually said a passion project it's now to so, you know, now led to great things even within the first year I mean I've even mentioned this but in the first year I got invited to St. George's Park drive F8 and to film some stuff with some great right. coaches um, up there, that's what, that was a landmark, We got flown over to the new camp, uh, to film in, in Barcelona Stadium, um, and that's just basically, because of just, I was just doing stuff, and people like and said oh, you know, here's an opportunity, I won an award, off the back of that as well, fantastic, um, so, and that all, this was all within the first year of doing it, again I wasn't making no money from it, i still not really making any money from it, no, Um but it's just all because I loved it. I genuinely loved it. I love waking up and yeah, I might grumble about oh, I'm going to South London, from Cornwall. West. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Apart from apart from that, like yeah, it's just great. It's phenomenal, and just some of the sponsors I was getting back, like, oh, that ice is great, man. Like, thank you so much, helping my team, taking time out to do that. So that's that's the sort of stuff that I love and live for. So again, if you're doing it from a good, genuine place, then. I would say definitely jump on board, but I'd also say in the other side of things, just kind of keep trying to evolve, um, keep trying to learn new things. Like before, I would just do things a certain way, but now I kind of listen to other people, I watch other people. I'm not saying just copy them, but I'm just kind of learn from them, see how they do it. Yeah. Um, so I would just always say trying to learn, uh, evolve and see what's going on and trying to kind of keep a more broad mind about things and I do kind of like to to the areas and I'm one of those but I do that because I've done I've done my hard yards but like I've done random trips up to just for one team or even trips up to New Park for one team or down south for one team so I can say that I've put in my is it 10,000 hours you've got to put in yeah. I, I think I've definitely smashed that up but <laughs> from driving alone so um <laughs> Yeah, I would just say you know, keep a keep a in mind about certain things, keep trying to learn and evolve, and then just try and help each other out. Well, I'd like to see more people collaborating within the museum. I know everyone likes to kind of hold their own and say this brand's better than that brand, and I think I even seen it on Twitter the other day when John clustered us all in the same tweet. Yeah. Is it me, you, you are fresh, and, and maybe the Amish football, I'm like, guys, it doesn't have to be... One or the other. I stop this whole cabin a barrel mentality. We're all here doing the same thing for the greater good of grassroots It's not me versus them or da 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 versus yeah. It's all of us working together, and if we can collaborate together, great. I think mean, that's that's the key to it. All. Rather than we're stronger together, rather than working apart. It.
1: So. Exactly. I think I think every single content producer out there or content creator if we can all fill the holes where one where one where you might cover some things i cover something else uh the amateur footballer will cover something else and all the other um, content creators will will cover other areas if we can cover the whole picture then there's no reason for people to just go to one one person to listen or watch or get their information about grassroots football between a lot of us we should be covering um, the whole spectrum, and 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 that's what that's how people need to view it. Really, there's no, there's no tribalism at all. Where, where, as I say, we all cover grassroots football and different parts of it. So everyone should be. And I
0: think we all do it you. differently as well. So I think that's the main thing. Do you know what I mean? I might do it from more of a news background. Because, yeah. you know, I've got a background in, in news. Sort of thing. Whereas you know, your fresh might do it from more of an entertainment background. You might do it from you do audio mainly. You do it from audio background, so people just like to listen to it audio. Hampshire background, uh, Hampshire, uh, Hampshire, back, right? Hampshire footballer degree. See, I did it from like a documentary style of things, where he kind of follows the teams around and all the rest of it, so you get to know them more on a personal level. Yeah. So we all have our different strengths and ways of doing stuff, and there's no reason why you can't support at all. No. Like we're all, we're all in this together, guys. Exactly. Like you don't have to take sides. It's not like supporting a team and that's it. I'm sticking to that team. I'm loyal to that club. No, like. I support everyone else as well. Like, you've seen me throwing everyone else on their story, on my stories, or retweeting people's stuff because I'm genuinely like intrigued. Like, oh, wow, you've got that story. Oh, that's, yeah. that's an amazing stuff. This yeah. is what I wanted to see in the start. So, you don't need to kind of be one and that's it and you're against everyone else, blocking everyone else out. No, we're here all here for the same reason. So, let's support each other because so, this is part of battle that we've been down through all these years about, you know, we're we're talking about segregation and the rest of it. Like it's the same out like, of rising in grassroots football. Like it's just together. Yeah you know what I mean we could we can all elevate this and all help each other. And this is what we're gonna try and get towards and hopefully if anyone's listening to this we think it's how I I was kinda of blocking this person out for no reason. Just just because I I know clinton more than i know andrew no there's no clinton and andrew do you know what i mean it Gets a yeah. us both yeah we're all helping each other yeah just you know, take this to
1: the next level man fantastic let's take it to the next level together uh, mate i wish you all the best um with roots tv I would, i'll continue to be a fan um but now you know we've spoken a, a couple of times and and we do um we do Message each other offline um, a fair bit, and and um, I class you as a as a friend and a and a colleague in in the in this crazy um, world that we've decided to spend um, a lot of our time in. Um, <laughs> I wish you all the best. I wish um, you all the best as a Newcastle fan first and foremost, because I mean that that is that is tough. That is tough. man. I'm not gonna lie,
0: to <laughs> that. it is tough. I, I mean. I joke, I joke, I think I still got it in my bio that I'm on loan to Brentford, but
1: they even they can't line. overline. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're pretty stuffed. If you go QPR Brentford, you're gonna to have to go further in to Chelsea or to, to to get some decent football, I think, or Fulham even. now. Uh,
0: yeah, Fulham they're they're they in the Premier League now. I mean, I could have just I could have just made life easier for myself and just been a Chelsea fan did but I had to, I had to do things the hard way and being. The-
1: Audifest as well because your club, wow. Well, here's me moaning. We're in, uh, I mean, Charlton are a funny, they're a funny, we've never been, we've never been a big club and we had our little moment in the sun for what seven, eight years or whatever it was in the Premier League. But you know, a year or so either side of that and it's been pretty crap since about 1947 when we won the FA Cup. It's been pretty crap from then until probably 1999 and then, um. Yeah, and it's been it's been really bad we've won the league we've won league one or been promoted from league one uh, twi- we've won it and been promoted from and won the championship but yeah I mean it's been the, the club is being absolutely torn apart by the worst parts about the professional game where someone just sees a club as a financial asset as opposed to all the work that Charlton do in the community and, and all that it's been it being ripped apart by by idiots that, that that just see us as you know, the, the ground and the training ground is worth so much money that people are just using a fantastic little club in South East London that um is is does amazing things in the community as as an asset and it and it's it's really it's really upsetting to see, you know, we we all support our teams and we all banter, you know, Millwall fans and West Ham fans and Palace fans and it will all be it's all banter but you know, you just think these these little clubs that mean so much to people um, are being torn apart by by money men that don't give a that don't give a shit basically, and you just you know it's upsetting to see, and um, it's it's hard it's a hard sell to my to my kids to go down to Cholton when um, you know it's not much fun going down there, it's not very lively when you go to games, and um, the playing playing in League One isn't partic- isn't particularly exciting. Um, it's just tough. It's a tough self for the for the kids to to try and generate the the future fans um, to go down there and yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough being a Charlton fan. It but it always has been, really. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> for you,
0: man. Sometimes sometimes you just got to look at okay, it could be worse. You could be and then you just put the club name in there. Just yeah. I mean, you only got to look at our rivals. if they were in the same league as you. I think mean, they are in the same league as you now.
1: Sunderland. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Could be
1: worse. Well, we like playing Sunderland. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> I like you playing Sunderland as well. <laughs> Seen it on
1: Netflix, mate. I wish we could play them every week. We seem to do well, but um, no, it's tough, you know. And as I say, the club now is is sort of being um, is being left behind by a generation of fans who are who are gonna who are gonna go to. Well, it, I mean, maybe not Millwall. No one wants to support them. But um, you're losing clubs. You're using. You're losing local kids. They'll just go and support the Tottenhams, the Arsenals, the Chelseas, the Liverpools, the Man Uniteds, the Man Cities. Now, um, kids are just going to go and support the big teams because that's what's exciting. Um, but um, the local, the local fan of, of clubs like Charlton are going to be um, are going to be uh, lost, and that's that's a real shame. Yeah, that's a real
0: shame. But again, then they might end up supporting their local grassroots club. So let's hope so. so I mean, and that's that's the thing around about.
1: I'm going to take my boys along to Ira and Belvedere, who play at Welling United, just up the road from us, and and that's going to be our that's going to be our football, and um, because we can go there and and the, the and get involved with the club and and be a part of it, and that's important to me. So, and um, that's going to be our football. I'm going to give Charlton a swerve for a little while uh, until it get, it it gets sorted out and someone responsible and care who cares is is um, looking after the club. That's going to be my aim to support grassroots football, even down to county level. Um, and um, on the step system, I'm going to go and visit a few clubs. I've, I've retired from refereeing on a sun, on a Saturday now, um, so I'm going to go and support teams on a on a Saturday and um, and ref on a Sunday. So I'm looking forward to actually going to see some games. It's been such a long time that I've actually been able to just watch a game that I'm I'm really excited about that. Awesome, awesome. Okay, Clinton. I wish you all the best for your for your. Um, season ahead all the hard work and blood sweat and tears that you're going to put into it will all be worth it in the end and um, I look forward to talking to you offline and and keeping all that stuff going have a good one mate
0: and you man appreciate the time man thank you very much
1: speak soon Take care.
0: having trouble tracking who can play and who can't download down to play before your next match the first app to purely focus on player availability get down to play for free in the app store and google play